0: On today's show, I have Brian Higby with me. You will hear part one, a brief interview I did with Brian at the Conversion Conference in Fayetteville, Louisiana. Part two of his story will come at a future date. Brian and his wife Janice both are from Southwest Pennsylvania, where they live with or close to all their children. Growing up in this area has given them a real challenge of seeing beyond the condition that faced their church in their region. Looking beyond where they are into where the Lord wants them to go is that the heart of their church, which is called City Church. Leading that amazing group of believers into the fullness of the kingdom of God is at the heart of Brian and Jenna's Passion. Welcome to the Millennium Beat Podcast, where we like to encourage the world one story at a time. Now get ready to hear stories from around the world that encourage and uplift you. Now to the show with your host, Kevin James. Hey everybody, my name is Kevin James and you happen to be listening to the Millennium Beat, but I'm in Louisiana right now with Brian Higby. Brian, thanks for joining.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Good to be here. All right. Well, let's talk
0: about a little bit. Who is Brian Higby?
1: Well, Kevin, uh, you know, as you were asking me the questions immediately before the show, uh, I, I started thinking about, uh, what, what, what formed me in my early years? And, and probably let me just tell you a little bit about, uh, how that happened. So mm-hmm. when I was nine years old, I'll never forget this. Nine years old, I was in the back of my father's Buick. Um, he, he was a union representative okay, and, uh, had this big Buick company car. My brother and I would slide around in the back end. Cause you know, you didn't wear seatbelts back in those days. Yeah, absolutely. Stand up, whatever. And, uh, so we, we were in the back of this Buick and I remember, clear as a bell, I heard a voice say to me, Brian, you're going to be a preacher. Just out mm-hmm. of the blue. I mean, I wasn't thinking about it. Right. I, you know, and I looked up and I said, "Hey, God just spoke to me." I knew it was God. And I, I had, I had been going to a Methodist church. Mm-hmm. My parents took me to a Methodist church, and, uh, and so I said, "Hey, I, I God just spoke to me and said I'm going to be a preacher." I'll never forget. My dad looked in the rearview mirror. I could see his eyes in the rearview mirror, mm-hmm. and he said, "What do you want to do that for? They don't make any money." <laughs> And I was like, okay, what do I do with that? Probably about uh, nine, 10 months later, I was at a Methodist church. There was a revival service. That's what they did in Methodist churches. Right. You know, you didn't give an altar call for salvation at, you know, during the church. You did, waited until the revival services come, right? Right. And so sure enough, there was an evangelist and he gave the altar call. And Kevin, I'm telling you, man, when when the spirit of God hit me, I knew I was a sinner at 10 years old. Can you imagine I go down to the altar, a wooden altar, mm-hmm. puddle of tears on oh, that wow. altar, and and I'm telling you, I had a radical. I met Jesus in a way that I had had never experienced wow. before. At ten years At old, ten years old, so I gave my life to Jesus, and and you know the problem was in the Methodist Church, they didn't they didn't know how to disciple, they didn't know right. how to mentor. You came to church, that was the deal, mm-hmm. and that was what they wanted you to do, but. So we, we, my parents decided to leave that church. We went to an apostolic Pentecostal church, Okay, big switch. Yeah. And so I was at the, the, uh, the pastor said to me, Hey Brian, why don't you, why don't you go with me to church camp Okay, and youth camp? And I'm a counselor there. So I did. And, and I was telling the story the other night, there was, there was something that I felt. That day, I thought it was nerves, because mm-hmm. you know I didn't know any of these people. Right. I didn't have like my other friends that were going to camp. Mm-hmm. I was just me by myself with a pastor I really didn't know that well, and I was I, I was nervous, but right. but there was this thing going on on the inside of me that I couldn't explain. Right, mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was, and uh and and I I found out later uh, that night the first message, this old preacher gets up. I mean he's old. Now this is a youth camp. And this guy, I'll tell you how old he was. He had eyelashes, or I mean, sorry, eyebrows that were older than me. I mean, <laughs> they were like butterflies on the end of his, his, oh, wow. his forehead. And when he got up, he grabbed the pulpit and he kind <clears> of, <throat> but I'm telling you, Kevin, when he started to speak, I, I, I was locked onto him. I was in the, the very back. Right. Wooden benches, literal sawdust like we hear, hear about right. in the stories. I was locked on every word that he said at 14 years old. Wow. I went to the altar that night. He said, who's, who's received the Holy spirit. Who's never received Holy spirit. Come up here right now. I, you know, I, I I don't know. I don't know about Holy spirit, but I knew I didn't have it. So I went to the altar, began to speak in tongues. I went outside, uh, then cutting the story short, but I went outside and I'm telling you, the stars were never brighter. Life was never better. I was never more at peace. And, and in that moment, I knew there was something that I engaged in that was outside of this world mm-hmm. that was more powerful than I've ever seen. Those were the two events as, as a young boy that radically transformed my life and started me on a path to who I am today. Right. So I'm going to end there because I got a meeting I got to get to. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, and okay. I, I'd like to share with you some more.
0: Yeah, we could do that. If we have time this week, great. If not, we'll I'll give you a call and We'll pick up where we left off. Everybody, thanks for listening. This is Kevin James with The Millennium Beat. Thanks for tuning in today to The Millennium Beat Podcast. I hope you heard something that was encouraging to you. We'd like to hear from you with your stories, so write us at stories at themillenniumbeat.com or give us a call at 407-624-9957 and leave us a voicemail. You may also find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we have a YouTube channel please like us and share us with your friends. You may also go to our website at themillenniumbeat.com, and you'll find our podcast and our YouTube video. You also may find a calendar there with past and future guests and dates and times. Plus, another way for you to contact us with your stories or questions. This has been a Millennium Beat LLC production, copyright 2020. Views and opinions of the guests are not always the views and opinions of the Millennium Beat LLC. You've been listening to the Millennium Beat with your host, Kevin James. I'm going to give you a little snippet of a show called Family Matters with your host, Paul Kindle. If you want to hear more shows like that, go to kindlefamilynetwork.com. Once again, I'd like to thank Paul Kindle for the use of his show.
2: Welcome to Family Matters, a daily look inside the real world of parents and their children. I'm your host, Paul Kendall. The last time you got angry, what was the cause of it? Chances are the person that made you angry had no clue of the real effect they were having on you. You may have been verbally abused as a child and now carry around hidden wounds that even the slightest touch causes you great pain. To them, it was just a comment. To you, it was a terrible blow. For many years, I made my living in straight commission sales. A common disagreement for Evie and I during the times of famine was that she would rather I get a job bagging groceries for a steady 250 bucks a week than to take a shot on making $1,000 a week in commission. From time to time, she would make comments that upset me. I'd argue points like, have we ever been homeless? Have I ever not taken care of you and the kids? But you see, to her, they were expressions of concern. But to me, They were comments that called into question my level of responsibility to provide for my family. She was not attacking my character. She didn't even question my ability to provide. She was simply concerned and looking to me for comfort and direction. So how did this issue turn into so many arguments? Because we never expressed our true feelings. All we did was throw around comments absolutes like, you're always like this, or you always do that, and many other sharp comments that had the same effect as slapping someone with a sunburn on the back. Eventually, we learned to focus on our feelings. The new rule was that we could never tell the other one what they were feeling. No, we could only express our own feelings, So when I expressed that every time she made those comments, I felt like she was saying that I was not a good provider. She said, oh my goodness, I've never felt that way, Paul. I just got scared and wanted to hear something from you to comfort me. And I thought, wow, now that I can handle. And it's made a significant change in our relationship. So the next time you get angry, instead of throwing around absolutes, take a minute and tell your spouse what you're feeling. You might be amazed at how protective they become of your old wounds. That's Family Matters. I'm Paul Kendall.